Yeah, I'm ready. You good? Yep. Welcome to the Chocolate and Vanilla Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Hugh Breland, sitting next to Alicia Watson, affectionately known as Chocolate. And um, hey, uh, you guys can't see Chocolate today, but she is looking rather fashionable. Wow. Got a little infinity scarf, I think, going on. I don't know, big hoop earrings. Uh, so that, that, that's, that's interesting, Chocolate. So what is your style? Do you have a style? Do you have, I don't know, what, what's your flavor? Yeah, well, today my flavor is Jamaican vibes. Oh. So I got my big hoop earrings wow. on. You yeah. got a name for it. Yes, it's a name. Come on, That's the way I Jamaican vibes. <laughs> Jamaican vibes. And I got my colorful uh, body wrap scarf on. So it's not infinity, but it's called body wrap. <laughs> well, <shoot. laughs> Let's let, get that correct. Let me straighten you on out, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, right. so, and so my big mama... My big ancient mama uh, earrings, they old school. They go from, you know, Erica Badu style, you know, uh, okay. Lauren Hill style. So, Uh-oh. you know, it's my, that's my swag today. So, all right. yeah. All right. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm and what you got it. going on over there? I hey, love I, how you how you make no, it work. No, no. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to commit to just wearing black all the time. Okay. Cause, all right. Because, you know, it, it, it always looks decent. You can okay. walk into any room. Yeah, and you kind of fit. You yeah, know what I'm saying because okay, if you if you have to go to a nicer restaurant or something, black on black, right, 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 works. right. But if you got to go to a soccer game, black on black, it's not like people are going to be like, right. oh, you look overdressed, right? No, I'm just man, I was just telling somebody that I needed to up my black wardrobe. <laughs> well, you and know, not in skin color. It. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that. There's that. <laughs> there's a reason. Um, so. So yeah, I'm thinking it would it would it would be when you're balling on a budget. Yeah, you just uh, I'm just gonna wear a black. Then you know you could skinny down your closet, have a lot of space. Yeah, you know basically, I have a I have a friend that he he literally only wears the same thing <laughs> all five days. Wow, he goes he goes crazy on the weekends. Wow, but I he love wears it. the same white shirt, the same jacket. The same I love pants. it. So he's got like five of them. Wow. That's it. He's got five of each. Man. So, I'm going to have to up my game. So there you go. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm a, I like, well, I'm blind kind of. Yeah. Okay. So I have to wear glasses. Yeah. So I figure if you got to wear them, you better look good in them. So yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I try to, I try to, you know, kind of match the glasses with the outfit. Yeah. That's a thing. <laughs> Man, I've it's, been around you for a long time. You All your glasses match your outfit. <laughs> Let's tell the listeners the truth. Yeah. Well, hey. <laughs> The, the listeners may need to take some notes. Yeah, today. I mean, hey, so it's all right. Um, no, so anyways, well, uh, let's dive in. We got a we got a good one today, chocolate man. Um, I think both of us uh, have experienced this at some level, uh, and that is how do you lead when you're not in charge? Mm. How do you lead when you're not in charge? So, um, I was thinking uh, for me, the uh, one of the hardest. Uh, realities that I had to, I kind of had to come to was the hardest person to lead is yourself. Yeah. 
Yeah. And um, when you're not in charge, it's you're still leading yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think underneath that, maybe there are layers, if you pull it back, as to who you need to be. Yeah. But I think the first reality for me was, regardless of what job I'm in, if I'm on the bottom or close to the top, mm-hmm. um, when I'm not in charge, I'm always in charge of myself. Though. Right, and right, right. that is the one that, A, is the hardest one, but B, I actually have the most control over. Right, So right. I think for me, um, I've, had to, I've had to learn how to lead myself. Man. And that's a... That's still a journey I'm on. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but anyways, what about you, Chocolate? Man, like one of the things that really stand out to me is like huh, leading in an attitude. Yep. Man, sometimes we get so discouraged and so beat down when we are not in charge. And we forget that th- we really are bosses in our own right. And we forget that somebody is watching us. And so leading in our attitudes make a big difference. And I used to find myself getting all grumpy and in in his face, yeah. and then I had to remember, like, even, like, not only is others watching me, but um, it made me feel better when I when I came in with my swag, with my smile big, like, owning it, like I was the, the president of the company, and it just made me feel good, and so sometimes we got to lead well in our attitudes as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Chaco, how do you, because uh, I assume, I mean, you know, 99% probably of the listeners and are just people in the planet are not yeah. in charge. So um, this is a this is a heavy topic. But yeah. um, wh- how do you how do you have a see? Because I do believe if you come in with a positive attitude, yeah, that is a game changer. Yeah, as a it, like bosses love people with positive attitudes. Yeah. Because I, I would hire somebody that gives me positive attitude over their skill. Yeah, yeah. And then we can develop skill, but right. you can't develop attitude right. so much. So much of the negativity. Right. And which dominates. Right. right? So love, love positive attitude. But let me ask you this. How do you lead up, so to speak, when your boss has a negative attitude? Yeah, man, that's a good question. Um so I'm a reader. What people don't know about me is that I'm an avid reader. Um, and so I've been just, I recently read this book called Leading with Integrity. And um, man, it just talks about boss moves in there. And so when I think about when you have a boss, which I read this in the book, but just in my own history of working, I mean, I've been working since I was 15 years old. And so in my own history of working with people that have nasty attitudes, I just, you know, I pause and I take a step back and I actually pray for them. Yeah. I do. That's good. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, sometimes I have, I've had to go into the bathroom and just like take a deep breath, you know, walk out, take a long, uh, a long wind outside. Not a cigarette smoke because I don't smoke cigarettes, but <laughs> just saying if I did, it would be a, it would hey, be a long break. That would, that would be when you would do it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I have just found that sometimes just like giving a little grace and um, easing into different topics of conversation with the person kind of will um, allow you to learn them in a different way. So you can better know how to handle them. Because yeah. sometimes they just don't have bad attitudes and you can't change it. Right. But you can better know how to handle the bad attitudes. Yeah. So. You know, and a lot of times, even in my own life, when I go negative or when I go 
grumpy or something like that. Uh, there's something underneath it. Yeah. And, you know, whether people know it or not, right. there is something underneath that. And I think if we, if we pause and, again, kind of take a look at ourselves and go, okay, well, have I ever been negative? Have I ever right. been nasty? Yes, I have. Okay, well, why was that? Was it because I hated my work? Maybe not. Maybe right. it was, be, you know, a lot of times it's because of some other thing right. outside of work that's influencing my attitude. Right, right, um, right, right. So, yeah. So I think that's that's good. That's I, I like that. Um, I also think, for me, um, I've, I, I like what you said when you said uh, pray for your boss. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, many of us, that's such a humbling thing to do. Oh, yeah. Um, and oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's, and I ain't saying I got it all together. Oh, I ain't yeah. saying that. <laughs> well, it, it's hard to judge or to hate on or be angry at someone that you're praying for. Yeah. At least at the same time. Yeah. Because generally speaking, those two things don't sit in the same room together. Right. So I do think whether it's praying or maybe if, the, if we, got, we got a lot of listeners that don't necessarily pray, um, but if it is just somehow stepping away and just meditating on or focusing on, hey, this person's positive qualities or, you know, whatever. Um, It is true that that taking taking that path is going to be the harder path. Yeah. But it is the most productive. Yeah. And then not even just like, like don't make excuses like, for the boss, right? Just <laughs> accept the fact that the boss is just one of them people that going to have a bad attitude. Yeah. Like, and you may not can change it, but you can change what you do. And so I think just accepting that that reality is just like, you know, it's that's that's another thing that's hard for people to do. They don't want to accept the, the real realities. Right. Like, you know, this person is hard and there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. But guess what? I still need my coins. So I got to be here. Yeah. And so how do I make this work for me? Because at the end of the day, it's about me needing to provide for my family. Yeah. So, um, and that's, that's, that's the true reality too. Yeah. And you know, it, it's interesting um, just trying to, trying to step into a boss's shoes. Mm-hmm. If you're not the boss, it's, it's difficult. But there are a lot of factors that are influencing a boss. Yeah. That maybe we don't know. Yeah. At the time. And um, and it can be, you know, have, have you ever been in school and uh, a teacher gives you like a ton of homework? Yeah. Then you go to the next teacher and they give you a ton of homework. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. hey, do you guys have a fat clue that right. everybody, I can't do all of this. Right. Or, right. You know, but what we don't know is all the influences are on that teacher. Yeah. To teach the thing, to get the, to get the, yeah. the material out. Yeah. That's kind of thing. So. Yeah, I think I think that's good that you yeah. give us some perspective on that. I think also even what stands out to me is um, sometimes when you have those irrational bosses like that is that it's just perfecting your leadership skills because, um, you know, when you are transitioned out of that job into a new season of employment, those are all the things that you're going to get to take and say, this is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm not going to do. Yeah, um, And so people fail to realize that sometimes journeys, man, they be for a reason, man. Yeah. Like they teach you some things. They teach you how to treat people. They treat you how to talk to people. They treat you all, they teach you all different kinds of things. And so 
a lot of times, I mean, I've, I've been around some very, very hard people. I remember the first time my, one of the boss came and told me, you need to fire somebody. If you don't fire them, we firing you. And, man, Hugh, I like to, wow. man, my stomach was sick. I didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. But one of the things that I think about is the next person that's coming up under me now that I am a boss, I could go and say, I don't have to tell the person, you need to fire you know, her because if you don't, I'm going to fire you. What I will do is say, I will list some reasons why it's effective for us to let this person go and for that person to be empowered and, and feel uh, in charge to do their job because right. it's no longer beneficial for the company. Yeah. Versus if you don't fire them, I'm going to fire you. Yeah. You know, wow. so, I mean, it just taught me so many different ways because at the end of the day, people got to get let go sometimes, but it's just how we do it. Yeah. You know. Well, and it's, it, it is interesting. Um, I always tried to challenge myself, and even now, but challenge myself when I wasn't in charge to say, someday when I am in charge, how would I want the person in my seat mm-hmm. to react? How yeah. would I want the person in my seat to operate? Right. And um, if I, when I was an intern, I'd be like, okay, well, what kind of interns do I want and how would I want interns to operate whenever I'm right. in charge? Because if I'm not willing to be that right now, why would I ever be in charge of interns right. and, and ask right. them to do those things? Right. Um, and so, you know, I think, uh, and I also think that there's, there's a, uh, Maybe a little bit of uh, stigma that you that you're not allowed to to be to think critically. Yeah, and I think the important thing is to distinguish the difference between thinking critically and being critical. Right. right. <laughs> uh, Can just, you explain that? What's the difference? Well, I think there's um, critical thinking, obviously, or th- what what I just say, thinking critical is a skill set that we can um, that we can get better at and we can learn how to present um, a different perspective or a different angle or something we don't really we don't we're like thinking oh that's not going to be as effective maybe or um, can I ask why we're doing it this way or whatever but I I just think um, the, the reality is is that when you're being critical you usually don't bring solutions on the back end of yeah. your criticism. Okay. Um, I think when you're thinking, when you're using critical thinking, you're like, okay, well, I see where that one's going. Could I offer a different option? And could we consider this option that okay. goes to this solution okay. that, that solves? Um, and I think um, usually when you're being critical, there's a there's some cynicism and some negative attitude in it, mm-hmm. as opposed to when you're thinking critically, you're not coming at it as I'm right, you're wrong, right. I'm gonna win, you're gonna lose. That's not your mentality. Right. It's hey, we're trying to be a great team. You brought me onto this team for a reason, and I I think that's one of the things that thinking critically. You understand mm-hmm. you've been brought on the team yeah. because you know whether you're an intern or you're the CFO, or whatever you are, you're there for a reason. And they they don't want you just to be a vegetable and sit there and not say a word. Right. What they want you to do is bring your critically thinking mind Mm -hmm. to the the issue and provide insight. Yeah. 
but they, but bosses, what we, what, I mean, I don't know. You tell me, John. I don't like it when people are just, just critical. Yeah. Like, oh, that's not going to work. Yeah. Well, that does, that's not helpful to say that. Yeah. But, but a critical thinker, mm-hmm. it's actually helpful what they're saying, I think. Yeah. I don't know. My way in on that is like, you know, I mean, that's the, that's why we're doing the podcast because we see two different sides of things. Yeah. And so my way in on that is still, I go, I, I go back to like childhood, man. It's like so deep. Because, like, when you've been around somebody that's always been critical to you, that actually plays out in your professional life. It plays out in your work life. And what that's another thing that people don't talk about. And so you might grow up where somebody's always criticizing you for every little thing. So now that you're in the professional world and you get, like, one, you might come off with, I'm just going to have the negative attitude because it's my defense mechanism, yeah. right? So I got to stand my ground. Or, two, I don't really know how to handle constructive criticism from the boss. Because I'm so used to somebody else being an asshole to me that I don't really know what that looked like. Yeah. And so I mean, I mean that that's that's my two cents. And I and I say that from personal experience yeah. because I grew up in a household that was very very critical and um, not so nice words. And I yeah. had to learn that some stuff was just to teach me, and I had to learn how to channel that in a different way. So anyway, that's yeah. where I weigh in. That is good, man. I love that. Love what you're saying there. Um. One of the things that, um, let me ask you this. The world, and in an attempt to everybody's trying to get better and and score points in a way, right. wherever you're at, how do you, how do you be a collaborator and also, because I think if all you are is competitive, if all you are is cutthroat, uh, that's tough. Bosses, right. bosses don't, bosses don't want to sit there, and you're staring at them, and all they're thinking is, he just wants my job, or she just wants right. my job. Um, it, I think bosses appreciate the idea of he or she wants to collaborate, and she, he or she wants to be a team player. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Is that, is how do you balance the idea of? being a collaborator and being a team player, yet standing out? Hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, one one of the things that I think about is in collaboration is, I mean, it's just what the word is. Um, it's different people with different personalities that's going to be doing different things. And I think um, it all points to me, I feel like, in my opinion, it points back to ego. It points back to pride. Um, those are just a couple words that I can think of off the top of my head because ego plays in like, well, if you're not doing it my way, then really you're not collaborating because you're not doing it my way. But why can't I just be, you know, the black girl with a loud voice and a bald head, but I still bring some stuff to the table? Right. Why can't I just be that? And oftentimes people don't know how to handle that. And so, um, I mean, I think that it doesn't work because people let their pride and their ego and, you know, all those other things get in the way. Yeah. So, um, does it come back to you got to lead yourself really well? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's. I mean, I'm, I'm as I'm hearing us talk, mm-hmm. and one of the things I I definitely respect about you is you're you're a self leader. I mean, you lead yourself um, really well. How do you? I assume you know that because one of the things that 
people that lead themselves with love, they're very intentional. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. have a lot of intentionality in your life, I've noticed. So how do you do that? Or what 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 inspires you or what what I don't know, how do you do it? Yeah, um, well for me, <clears throat> I'm all about I'm about that word that you just used, collaboration. So <clears throat> excuse me. I intentionally surround myself with people that I can grow from. Um, and some of the things that they do, I will tell you that it's, you know, I find it strange or weird or, you know, it's not my normal, right? And so, but I'm intentional about doing that. And so because I'm, because I live an authentic community and I, and some core values that I've set for myself, and that's what people need to do. They need to create their own set of core values. There's just some things that I'm going to tolerate and there's some things that I won't tolerate. Um, and so, um, once you create those core set of values, you kind of know how to lead and how to be intentional about leading yourself. Um, so that's, that's worked for me. Um, I create my core set of values and I reassess them once a year and sometimes once a quarter if, if, if need, but I do go through a reassessment phase and I will delete. I, I'm, I'm one of them people that I will delete. I don't waste time. I'm not going to do it. And you know, I'll get some grace, but I'm not going to waste my time. That's just the way I roll. And, I, you know, I mean, hey, nobody don't got to like it, but that's the way I roll. Yeah, that's good. Well, I think um, when it comes to uh, this topic, um, I, maybe we'll give some final thoughts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I do think we've, we've kind of hit, you got to lead yourself well. And mm-hmm. kind of the first step toward being great um, when you're not in charge to influencing when you're not in charge is to influence yourself and lead yourself well. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that leadership is influence in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, um, and certainly your position doesn't determine your influence. Right, right. Um, it's who you are. And that's that's one of the things I think you're getting at with the value statement is it doesn't matter where you are, what position you're in, you are always going to be chocolate. You're going to have your values. You're going to live those out. Right. And being, Absolutely. being true to that is, that is greatness, yeah. whether you're in charge or not. Right. And I think um, the understanding that power does not equal influence power does not equal authority those kinds Mm -hmm. of things position isn't the answer um i think i think everybody listening is going yeah but if i had position i get more money yeah i get more respect more respect more piece of the pie right i'm not gonna argue that yeah i'm just i think what the way you got it you got to see it is whatever piece of the pie you have you got to leverage that. And you got to realize that the most important ingredient to that piece that you have is you. Mm -hmm. And so find yourself and be true to yourself regardless of your position. Right. Final thoughts from you, Chocolate. Man, yeah. So my final thought is just, um, you know, uh, if you're a reader, you know, I suggested the book, Leading with Integrity. I mean, that just helps rise you to the occasion of being a boss. And if you're not a reader, then surround yourself with people that can um, that, that can show you how to 
not not to fold under pressure, um, how to um, remain calm when uh, behind the scenes you're sweating, and um, just those those people that you aspire to be like. Um, and so those are my final thoughts. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, I think um, a lot of young people listening, a lot of people that are trying to get in charge at some mm-hmm. point in life, but uh, but one of the things I love that you said was the journey is part, the process is mm-hmm. part of it. Yeah. And so lean into that. Yeah. And um, and lead yourself really well. Yeah. And there's that. And so thank you, friends, for joining Chocolate, the Chocolate and Vanilla podcast. Tune in Tuesdays and make sure you subscribe and tell your friends. Like what you hear? Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Watson Chocolate and at Hugh Breland. And come back next time because we will disrupt your day in a good way.